Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app, Apple or Android. Or at Dash Radio, we've moved our time on the Nothing But Net channel. We're now on 7 to 8 p.m. every single day, Monday through Friday. Also, check out my new show on OnSideRadio.com. That's where you hear from Five Reasons Sports personalities, not just about the Heat, but also about the Dolphins. I had Chris Kaufman, our CK Parrot from Three Yards Per Carry on there today, breaking down some of the Dolphins running back issues. Make sure that you check that out. You can subscribe to that everywhere that you get five on the floor. Also five reasons sports.com. That's where Brady Hawk is pumping out 18 articles a day against his will. Make sure that you check that out as well as the latest from David Fernandez and others on the Miami Dolphins. Also the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. And that of course includes our friends, including Mark over at you break wheel fix a wheel repair and refinishing company located in North Miami with 15 years of experience fix bent or cracked wheels damaged on the streets of South Florida, you know you need to do that because you know what these streets are like. They have fast turnaround times on most repairs, and they even offer loaner wheels while they fix or refinish their wheels so you can keep your car on the road without interruption. If your wheels are faded or peeling, U-Brake Wheel Fix offers complete refinishing back to factory standards. If you're bored with the look of your wheels, U-Brake Wheel Fix offers over 5,000 different finishes to customize the look of your wheels. Don't spend money on new wheels when you can renew them at You Break Wheel Fix. You Break Wheel Fix offers a complete line of custom wheels and tires for every vehicle application. They offer in-house repair and complete vehicle customization. I've been down there. It's really, really, really cool stuff. It's also really hot. Call You Break Wheel Fix today at 305-748-0112. That's 305-748-0112. Or go online at youbreakwheelfix.com. You can find them on Google, Instagram, which is where I would recommend checking out all their stuff, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Yelp. And if you mention Five Reasons Sports, when you call 305-748-0112, you receive 15% off anything, repairs, refinishes, whatever it is that you want to do. You break, wheelfix.com. And now, today's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor. A daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo, and Greg Sylvander. Part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. First, make sure you check out the podcast that I did with Alex Toledo yesterday, we went through whether or not the Heat are a top five team in the NBA. I will not give away the ghosts there, but I will tell you it was close. And for the first time in a while, Alex and I agreed at the end of the day. Anyway, two people who will not say at the end of the day quite so much. Alphonse Sidney, Greg Sylvander. We're going to go through the latest news. I don't know if it's news. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if it's news or not, but there is a source now, um, a legitimate source, at ESPN, Jackie McMullen has been a standout in you know NBA media for a long time. Of course, hails from Boston, but she's been part of, uh, she's been on this podcast before. She's terrific. She's written books. Um, 
I mean, she's pretty much royalty in NBA media. She's reporting that Giannis is going to sign the Supermax. Um, Greg, we haven't seen it from a lot of other people, but it does seem like everything's moving that direction. I mean, that's what it sounds like, but it's hard to really substantiate uh, you know, what you hear maybe from on a podcast or a tweet or something like that. So f- for me personally, I, I don't know that it's necessarily so signed, sealed and delivered, but it does look like it's uh, if it does move in that direction, obviously there's implications for the heat and, and where they turn to and, and what player they may target next. Or um, just obviously Giannis has been such the focus of all the 2021 plans. But uh, so I, I don't know, it's, it's hard for me to, until you see it, coming from more directions. It's hard to a hundred percent legitimize it, but I think uh, it, de- it definitely begs the question of, is it Bradley Beal season or, or what direction do they go? Alf, I mean, at this point, would you be almost surprised if he doesn't stay there? Um, I'll be surprised. No, I mean, if he doesn't, I, I expect him to leave. I don't think him signing the super max means he's staying. Um, I think it makes it harder for him to go to the heat. And but at this at the oh my god, almost at the end of the day, uh, I guess Alex is here in spirit. Drink this game, Bay Brew. Um, <laughs> every time you say at the end of the day, you must swig an entire bottle uh, of Biscayne Bay Brew. So try the Tropical Bay IPA. Go um, ahead. but yeah, I, I you know I think the Heat have, are probably looking at the situation at this point and saying, and I bet they always have. They they have Plan B, C, D, E, F, and G. You know what I mean, like. I don't know how viable the, the Giannis thing is anymore, given the BAM extension, if he does sign the Supermax. Um, but players with Supermax get Supermaxes get moved all the time, right? We've seen Kemba Walker. We've seen Chris Paul. We've seen Russell Westbrook. These, these contracts are able to get moved. So I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. Um, but I do think the Heat are probably looking at other options right now. All right, so let's go through some of those other options. If we're to assume that he is staying put, he is signing the Supermax. I mean, let's not, I don't want to downplay this because we've talked about this for a year. You know, I tweeted, you know, they're building a team for Giannis to love. We can't backtrack completely and say it's no big deal. It is a big deal. He was, he was number one on the target list. There's no question that nobody inside the heat has ever denied that nothing's ever come out. That's been different from that. So there is a disappointment level. Like we can move on and hope traffic as I think the three of us are going to do about other options. They have, still more options than pretty much any other team in the league, but they don't, they may not have the option, right? And they may not have the option. Okay. And so the best thing that happened this off season is maybe Milwaukee put itself in a cap position where, you know, they can't win a championship with this group potentially. And so Miami is a better chance to win a championship against Giannis, but it doesn't appear that it's going to happen. Ethan, with Giannis, can I give a right? hot take? Oh, yes. and we'll go into more of these players, but. I know where uh, you're going. I don't think Giannis was the best option anyway. Okay. So, let, okay. Let, you know what? Let's do that. I thought that's where you might go. But again, we got to acknowledge we've talked about it for a long time. So I don't want to poo-poo it too much. Yeah. Okay? But, but, I'll let you, but I'll let you go on that. Why was he not the best option? The fit next to Bam. Um, we've seen – the thing is, okay, at the beginning of last season, you could have – I think everybody looked at Giannis and said Giannis is the, the whale – it is exactly what the Heat need. That's the kind of guy they need. And then you you look at Bam's emergence, and you have to at this point where you you've given Bam a, a max contract, the team needs to be formed around Bam and Jimmy. And if you're going to put the 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 best possible 
option next to Bam is it's not going to be Giannis. The thing is, when you bring in a guy like Giannis, of course, listen, you you can get a guy like Giannis, you get him, right? I mean, you, there's no question about it. Two, you know, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. But is the goal for the Miami Heat going forward should be who fits best next to Bam, and that the answer is not Giannis. It'll never. It, that's not going to be the guy that you say. Let me put this guy next to Bam, and 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 it's going to accentuate Bam the most. Like that's not that's that's not the that's not the number one option now that Bam has made this leap. And if you expect him to make subsequent leaps in the future, you you want to surround Bam with guys that can shoot, uh, guys that uh, you know they can create off the dribble as a second option. Like you need guys who can create their own shot. I know that Giannis can do that, but Giannis doing that a lot of times takes away from the rest of the offense. So you need, you know, you need shot creators. You need shot makers. You know, th- that's not what Giannis is. You're, you're, ba- you're almost duplicating some of the things Bam does by bringing in a guy like Giannis. And well, uh, I'm, Greg. I mean, the thing is this, like, let's not, I, I think we all can acknowledge that getting Giannis, Spo would make that work, whether it's getting out in transition more or figuring out, um, you know, just ways to, to make. Of course. Of the course, non-shooters yeah. work. But uh, to Al's point, this is a rare situation where the Heat have kind of the roster resolved. And there's a lot of these other teams, whether it be this Milwaukee situation where we're almost jumping the gun a little bit in saying that he signed the Supermax because there's no indication of that uh, officially. So let's see and let's let that play out. If it, if it doesn't happen, that'll be an indication of something also. But that's an unresolved situation. Uh, kind of what's going on in Washington is unresolved. What's going on in Houston is unresolved. You don't know what's going to happen with the Clippers or whether it be Portland who's trying to take a step up. So I feel like the Heat is in a rare spot where I know Heat fans don't want to listen to let's just wait and see what situation that they think is going to resolve itself doesn't and then you pounce on that player but that's kind of where they've arrived because yes a lot of the eggs were in the Giannis basket and you definitely want the the marquee free agent the MVP the perennial uh, you know award winner but you do have other options. And I just feel like they're now they're in this unique spot where they can see if hero Robinson, those guys are good enough. And if not, you just pounce on the guy who becomes available. You know why I love that we're doing this exercise because if he ends up not signing the Supermax, we're going to play all these clips. Like when they end up getting him in 2021, if that happens, everybody like, wait a second. We didn't really. No, 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 no. Okay. Let's see, see, see the nuance. You're, you're losing the nuance. Uh-huh, I'm missing the I'm, I am Mr. Nuance. That's my You're losing it. You're losing like I I can honestly say that Giannis would make the Heat a championship team right now. But is he the best fit next to Bam? No, he's not. There's other guys that would be a better fit next to Bam. That doesn't mean it's like when it's, it's like your whole take about not wanting James Harden. Like mm-hmm. no, 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 no. <laughs> you get the guy. Like if that guy is available, like the former MVP, like you no, know, a guy who could drop thirty a game. You get the guy. Is he the best fit? Yeah, you didn't think James Harden would be the best fit for the team, but guys like that, when they come along, you get those guys. Yeah. The 06 team had pieces that didn't fit, you know. So we've seen it happen. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Well, trust me, I, I was against that team, so I understand it. Uh, yeah, and that's and why Kenny- I brought it up. 
I know, I know you did. You guys always need to do that. And, and look, ill-fitting teams can win. I mean, that's that's. I mean, they can. I mean, if they have enough talent and they catch fire and they've got a guy playing like Flash Wade did, then yeah, you've got an opportunity. I, I'm with Greg on this. Okay, that I do believe Spolster would make this work. I, I don't really think this is the challenge. This would have been the challenge to make work that everybody makes it out to be because I think everybody is assuming no progression in the spacing capabilities of Bam and Giannis. And I think that as those two things happened, Bam's I think is going to happen naturally. And I think Giannis would get a major boost from being in the heat system and with their, their record of improving shooters, even LeBron, by the way, uh, that, that I don't think either of them would have been elite floor spacers, but I think they would have been passable in that sense. And even if Jimmy stays at the level he was at this past year as a shooter, you could put the two shooters around them and have enough shooting and be so dynamic because of the ability of those three players to get to the line uh, and create that way and break down your defense and get your players in foul trouble. And then on the other end, I mean, there's no denying what that would look like. I mean, it, it would arguably the best be the best defensive threesome we've seen. Well, we've seen in this market it might be one of the best in league history. If you throw Bam, Giannis, and Jimmy out there at the same time, I don't care who you put out there at the other two spots. So, I, yeah, I you don't start you start dunking it. in Hero at that point. Well, you, that's you know, well, basically you don't even you don't worry they would you don't put lose, out there, right? I yeah, mean, you don't lose you don't lose a minute of sleep at that point. No, not no, not in the slightest. So I do think that um, you 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 have with. I think we got to look at this, but I understand what we're saying. He's not the perfect fit. He's a better fit than Harden, in my opinion. Now we can talk about some of the other potential fits and, and let's start here and then the different paths, but let's start with the paths before we get to the fits, Greg. So if Giannis is not the target anymore in 21, if he's off the table, we look at the rest of the free agent list in 21. And to me, there's a lot of hope trafficking and who's going to actually be there. Like, I remember there's been certain free agent classes where there's been a lot of talk about how great they could be. And by the time you got to the actual class, a lot of the players were not actually available. 2010 is one of the few times that it actually came together in that way where everybody was available, right? Like, and it wasn't just LeBron and Wade and Bosch that were taking visits, but it was Stoudemire. It was Boozer. It was Joe Johnson. Okay. I mean, there, there was a long list of players. I don't know. Is this 21 list going to look like that? No, I don't think so. I think you're onto something there. And that's where I really feel like if Giannis truthfully is going to remain in Milwaukee, that this really becomes a, a primary build via trade. If, if that needs to happen at all. And we'll get to that, to, to, to that point in a moment, but the other option from a trade perspective, when you look at 2021 and that free agency class is that you're also going to want to look ahead a bit to 2022. And I bet Miami would uh, be interested in going around to some of the unrestricted free agents or guys with options for that upcoming year and seeing if there could be a team who's feeling a little squeamish about um you know, like that their star leaving and seeing if you could get a guy a year early. I know that that's, you know, there's risk in that and there probably would be assets that you would need to, um, to include to get some of those guys, but, but that's another avenue. But I, I really think that this becomes much more about trade versus carving out any free agency space. I think they'd stay above the cap and they would basically operate uh, with the trades as the primary option. Could you give me a couple of names though, that Alpha and I can go over I, w which names jump out to you? You mean from a trade perspective? No, from 20, no, 21 guys. Because, I mean, Kawhi's the guy, right? But, 
I mean, you're assuming that Kawhi's going to either yeah, I mean, A, leave the Clippers, and then B, leave Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, I, at that point, maybe Paul George becomes an option. Um, I think that it's worth, you know, other other than that, it gets, you're right about that. I mean, the, the class gets a little, I mean, is Oladipo good enough to uh, to carve out a max slot for, I think that maybe there could be options to acquire him sooner and get a read on that. Uh, you know, who, who else are we looking at? Kyle Lowry, are you going to pay him big money? I don't see that drew holiday. Maybe he opts out and he becomes an option, but that feels a bit like a consolation prize on a long-term deal. So, so it, it, it does get dicey. I mean, does any of that do much for you? Because I, I feel like we talked about this 21 class forever but I, Alf, but I, I don't I don't really know materially again if it's going to shape up like 2010 did. I mean, the 21 class has always been Giannis and, and nothing else. Right. There's a lot of guys whose whose deals are coming up in 21 that no one actually thinks they're going to leave their team. Um, there's I mean, there's a lot of B level guys, um, you know, like the Kyle Lowry's and, and stuff like that. But it was Giannis or bust. So if the Giannis window looks like it's closing. I think Greg is right. the The answer is trades, and um, and there, I think within the next year, um, as you know, as you see, you know, teams like the Rockets and the Wizards and teams kind of fall by the wayside and and get forced into rebuilding, uh, into rebuilding uh, modes. You're gonna see guys shake loose, and those are gonna be the Bradley Beals, the James Hardens, and that's when Riley is gonna have to pounce. And what's going to happen is Heat fans are going to have to understand quickly that the guys that you fell in love with are going to become expendable. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, or I think that's not. what, yeah. What's, what's that? Or they're not. Like, this is the whole other angle of this is that we're assuming that they have to go and get another superstar. And I, I think that maybe the ascension of Tyler Hero, if you have um, Duncan Robinson continue to improve, there also is this other option of organically having a team that is good enough to win a championship, um, adding to what you have. So I, I just, I don't think that that can be, I know that it is, it is not the splash that we have been hope trafficking, that I have been hope trafficking, but if all of a sudden Tyler Hero plays at an all-star level and gets 21 points a game next season and Duncan Robinson continues to shoot the way he shoots and you have anything with, uh, you know, some of the young players that they brought in, I mean, how Precious far away are AZ. they? Yeah. Um, listen, how far away are they? Uh, you know, two games from an, uh, an NBA championship. Right. Yeah. I, like I said, like, like we, we've talked about before, you know, it wasn't a fluke, but things did shake very well for the heat in the bubble. Like it was, it was their, it was their type of atmosphere, but what we're not accounting for and what, you know, a lot of people out there that are judging the heat are not accounting for is leaps. And then that's what Greg is talking about right now. Leaps from guys like Tyler Hero Duncan Robinson, Bam Adebayo, KZ Akpala, Precious. I'm not going to try and say his last name, right? Um, but then, and then you look at, you know, the, the older players on the Heat. Okay, outside of Goran Dragic, what significant player on the Heat are you looking for a drop-off from, right? Right. It's you're, you, right. All these guys are, you know, either in their prime or entering their prime or two to three years uh, away from their prime. So you're not, you're not thinking, you know, if you're, if you're a Raptors fan, you're, you're hoping Kyle Lowry maintains the same, you know, level that he did the year before. 
If you're a Celtics fan, you're hoping Marcus Smart doesn't fall off a cliff. If you're a Heat fan, you don't have the same kind of concerns. You're you're honestly just looking at a, at you know you know forty percent of your roster looking to make a leap, and and that's you're in a good position as a Heat it, fan. It's funny to think about that we're even talking about running it back, and that the the non splash could even be an option because it's the anti Riley move. You feel like, well, that's what I, that's what I want to get into. Okay, so let let's do. You know what? A word from Safe Cubbies, and there's a part of this I want to address because I think you've hit on it, Greg. I want to introduce you to another of the great new sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and it is a sponsor that would be important in any time if you want to have a beautiful workspace, but it's especially important now when you need a safe one as well, and that's Safe cubbies.com which offers modular office solutions designed to elevate your open office into a modern and safe environment at any budget you can personalize your workspace with options like whiteboards magnetic panels acrylic sheets and graphic branding most of the surfaces are non-porous for easy cleaning and can be removed or replaced within minutes now this is for workplaces they've got a bunch of different options on their professional series but also they've got private room solutions dividers and sneeze guards and they have a classroom series as well so if you're involved with the school this is definitely something your school should check out of course if we have school in the fall and that's the point here we were entering a new normal period with COVID-19 safecubbies.com which is locally owned is the place that you want to go the phone number is 754-216-1071 again that's 754-216-1071 or safecubbies.com all right, right back on five on the floor. I've got Greg Sylvander. I've got Alphonse Sydney. Before we went to the break, and again, make sure you check out safecubbies.com, particularly in these times. You hit on it. It's not the Riley move. I wonder, okay, we don't talk about splits inside the Heat organization, right? Because there's always one voice, right? There's, there's not leaks about that kind of stuff. You don't have like everybody has their own reporter and this is what I wanted to do. And this is what this guy wanted to do. Some stuff will get out like a year later, but like nothing gets out at the time. But here's my question. If you just look on the surface of it, you would think there would be certain people inside the heat organization. I don't know, Eric Spolster, right? Who believe in development, right? Internal development. We can make this guy better. We can make this guy from a borderline NBA player to an average NBA player. We can make a guy from an average NBA player to a rotation player. We can make him from a rotation player to a starter. We can make from a starter to a star. Okay, that is the way that Spolster thinks. That's the type of staff he's brought in. That's been the relationship with Sioux Falls. It seems to be aligned with Adam Simon and others in the organization in that regard, right? And then there's Pat. <laughs> and that's never been Pat's approach with the exception of, I, I'm not saying he hasn't found some jewels, whether it was in New York, like a, a Mason and a Starks. And obviously we can go through the Anthony Carter's, the Austin's, the Bowen's, the Mike James's and Haslam's and on and on and on in Miami. But, but ultimately it was, those are going to be your support players, but we're going to go after the big, big fish. And I'm not saying that or the whale or the orca. And I'm not saying that Eric doesn't want those things because Eric is the one that was trying to sell Durant and was trying to sell Hayward and all that. But I do wonder if there's any kind of a difference in philosophy there where maybe at some point there will be some in the Heat organization. I'm not saying it will be Eric, but maybe others who are like, we can win with this group. We can get this group better enough that we just need to keep fine-tuning the edges. And meanwhile, you've got Riley, who I keep saying didn't put off Malibu for Oladipo. D does that make any sense? It, it does, but I, I also think that um... – 
you have to, you have to also consider that if Bam Adebayo becomes a superstar, if if he is indeed the max player that he was just extended to be, that you and then if Tyler Hero becomes what maybe we saw him, you know, the ascension, and if that if that continues, they they could kind of have manufactured a couple of superstars, whereas in past years they didn't have that. So they they had one in Dwayne and had to go get others, or they had Shaq and Dwayne, um, Dwayne first, but you kind of you knew he was heading in that direction. So it's just a different build. Um, so the thing with Riley is this is as he's gotten um further and further towards Malibu, it seems as if he's more willing to listen to his, his staff and listen to the direction of the overall room and read the room. So I, I don't think that he's going, that they're going to necessarily be in this position where um, he's going to send Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo away in a knee jerk move for a win now uh, player. But I don't know. I, I have a feeling that he's going to listen to the staff and, and they may just have better players than they thought that they were going to. Do they need a whale? That's the thing. Like, I, I guess I can't believe I'm arriving at the place where I'm asking, do they need a whale? I mean, they have the whale, right? They just signed the whale to a max contract. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I guess you, I, and you, you, you're looking at the team. They have two whales right now. Yeah. And I just think Heat fans in general, the perception and kind of everything has been about how are we going to chase the next player that these were all kind of the pieces that was building to the 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 ultimate acquisition that that rivals the LeBron acquisition. And probably some of that's my my damn fault. But ultimately, <laughs> maybe it's unnecessary. And, and, it, and it was and it was dramatic. And, and, it, and at this point, if Hero keeps playing the way he does and Bam did the things that he did, you already have uh, the kind of foundation in place. I mean, we we went through teams with max players the other day and there weren't a bunch that you'd take over Bam and Jimmy as your as your duo to start. No, but here's, go ahead, Elf. I'm sorry. Well, first of all, like that duo got you to an NBA finals. And if Goran Dragic and Bam weren't hurt, who knows what would have what would have happened. But one thing I like about what the Heat did this year is, yes, they did not sacrifice 2021 flexibility, but they also did not just throw out the idea of the team that they have is a competitive uh, a title contending team because they just got to the finals like a lot of people, you know, upset that the Heat extended Bam out of bio. Like, get out of here. Are you insane? Like, th- th- I-, I like the fact that he said we have a championship team. Now, if the opportunity presents itself, of course, the Heat are going to jump on it. But one thing they did and they made sure to do is just not completely mortgage the future for the for the chance of maybe getting Giannis. I- I- I'm not going to say his last name or maybe getting uh, Bradley Beal, or maybe getting Kawhi Leonard. Like, they literally, they kept this, this this team that just made a finals run intact, and they secured their best player, and they're going forward with the mindset that we have enough, like Eric Spolster would say, but they also mm-hmm. kept in mind that now they, they have the pieces, they have the assets. If the move does present itself, they can make that move, and if they don't make that move, they have enough internal development to say, well, we already have two whales and we might have the third whale on our roster already. It's like I I, I really think there's Heat fans that got disappointed in this offseason. And I just don't get it. Like you were in such a good position as a fan. 
Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, and I've, I got one more question because I, I think Greg again hit on something. Not Elf that you're not making great points at the end of the day, but there's another thing that Greg I haven't said anything of just, any consequence this entire... I, I, and, no, you have. You said plenty <laughs> of things, but it's just, I've been writing. There's something else that I wrote down from Greg because I, I want to hit on it. He keeps Because here's the thing. Greg lapses into Riley speak, and so it reminds me of things that Pat said. This happens all the time. And so I, so I wrote this one down and I want to go to it a second. We got one more segment here, but here's the other thing. If you've got a car accident at the end of the day or a slip and fall at the end of the day, or if you were hurt as a result of someone else's negligence, make sure you give the attorneys at Seltzer Mayberg a call. They're available 24 seven at the end of the day at one calllegal.com or you can call 1-855-5000-LAW. That's 1-855-5000-LAW. They've got a centralized office located right off I-95 in North Miami. That's right about 107th uh, and 95. And they're ready to take on your case, whether it's in South Florida or anywhere else. So say hello to David or Mendy or Cassandra or Eric or any of the great people over at Seltzer Mayberg. Again, it's onecalllegal.com, O-N-E, calllegal.com. All right, Greg, you said something else. You you just threw this one in there because, again, Riley speak lapses into Leif speak. You said the next thing. And I, so you're blaming yourself for this. But to a certain degree, can't we blame Pat for the expectation level? Because uh, he, he, switching from the main thing to the next thing even if he wasn't necessarily promising, he knows Heat fans. He knows how spoiled they are about this stuff. And he kind of threw it out there, whether it was a message to Giannis and the Beals of the world or whether it wasn't. Heat fans certainly took it that way, right? So it, it didn't sound to me like – when you say the next thing, you're not talking about Tyler Hero developing a better pick-and-roll game, okay, or Bam Adebayo you know, hitting a 15-foot jumper. You're talking about the next thing that's not here yet. Maybe, or may, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's a situation where that's alluding to that you're leaning into the future with a young core, uh, which again, I, 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 re I recognize is not the Riley move, but uh, it, it's a different kind of era and it's a different team. And I, I think also something that'll be interesting to see play out is how much they listen to Jimmy in this, because Jimmy has been so behind Bam and behind Tyler Hero. And th those are the kind of players that if you're going to cash in chips for some headlining name, that you think that you need to bring in here, it's going to cost one of those guys. So I, I think that uh, by him saying that it was like, you know, the main thing is turned into the next thing that could also be alluding to the fact that uh, there's just no reason to rush with this. And I know Heat fans hate that, that this is a transaction driven situation, but um, it's just they, they, they have no incentive to, to rush into any player. Thoughts Alf, on that? I mean, it, well, no, it, that's what I'm saying. Pat on this? You're in a you're in a good spot, um, and uh, yeah, of course, Pat is he he speaks in these platitudes that it's constantly everything he says. You're constantly trying to decipher it and see like what does he mean? Is he sending a message to Giannis? Is he talking about James Harden? Like who's the next whale? Orca? What you know? I mean, <laughs> he does these press conferences that have you walking away thinking that he has this ace up his sleeve. And truth be told, I mean, for the most part, what Pat does is is pounce on opportunities that present themselves. And a lot of times these opportunities don't present themselves years beforehand. Like the whole the, the 2010 thing, like I think people like that is not the, you know, the Pat Riley, you know, blueprint like that 2010 thing where it was like years in the making. Pat is like, you know, uh, somebody gets pissed off, disgruntled superstar somewhere 
and boom, he just pounces on and jumps on it right away. Mm -hmm. I think Pat is kind of waiting for one of those opportunities. I don't think there's a master plan right now. Like, yeah, Giannis in 2021, they want to keep flexibility, all that stuff. But I don't think it's where it is to the same level as 2010 was. I think you saw with the BAM extension that they are, they believe in the core that they have right now. It's not like 2003 where they would sell all these guys, you know, you know, uh, for Shaq. Shaq. It's not 2010 where they had nobody on the roster, but Chalmers and Beasley. It's not, this not that Mm -hmm. this this is not that they have a team they believe in. They would like to add somebody to it. A a, a guy like a Beal or a, uh, somebody of that, you know, of that stature. But if they don't, they they believe that what they have is is formidable going forward, and that's why that's what makes this team different than any of these other, uh, you know, 2010, 2003, any of these other years past that we're talking about. I'm with you on all of it. I'm with you on all of it. I think that the problem they're going to run into this year with Heat fans is that the expectations got ratcheted up two ways. They got ratcheted up because the team went way ahead of expectations in the bubble, being two wins from a championship. It's crazy to even say it, considering where they were at the beginning of the year. Two wins from a championship without two of their three best players for the majority of that series. And then also it got ratcheted up because of the the potential of Giannis in 21. And I'm just, I'm, I'm fearful of the completely, you know, irrational, ungrateful Heat fan that we're going to see over this next year if they start, I don't know, 17 and 11, right? And they're third or fourth in the Eastern Conference and that whale is not necessarily there. And then everybody's nitpicking about, you know, the growth in Bam and Heroes game that hasn't come yet. I can see it. I mean, literally, as we're recording this yesterday, I was, you know, Dolphin fans, Dolphin fans, Dolphin fans. I mean, they've had 20 years of complete irrelevance, right? And that team is seven and four and they're bitching because they're not blowing out the jets by enough. This is sort of the South Florida fan base and the heat fans have a reason to be even more that because this has been so damn good to them for the last quarter century. One of the things we have to, like, we have to, we do it all the time. I do it. uh, Leif does it. You do it. We, we sit here and we're like, I worry about what the fans are going to think. Eric Spolster doesn't give a shit. (laughs) <laughs> what yeah. what heat fan for no, life on twitter that's thinks true. pat riley doesn't give a shit what heat life for 405 618 on twitter thinks like they don't care that life hope traffic hope traffic and they didn't get Giannis. They, they don't you know they're not they're not they don't care that some guy in his basement is screaming at you for your your so-called sources being wrong like all this stuff is media shit that we get involved in and, you know, social media stuff that we get involved in because it's part of, like, listen, it, it is it is the, the market that we traffic in. Like, Ethan, Ethan, has the Giannis Bam t-shirt made the walls feel like they're caving in on you or something? <laughs> well, we sold a bunch of them. I will say that. I, I, I haven't had the, the request for refunds yet. I was expecting the two of 2020 refunds if, if uh, to be asked for if, if he wasn't on the team. And look, I, look, I get it. No, we look. I don't feel any guilt on that. Okay. I, it was the plan and, and it still could happen. Exactly. It's not over. It's not over, over, but, but it looks like, I mean, look to me, a lot of things broke in that direction, including the total botching of the off season by the bucks. And this may just come down to one of two things, ultimately out of the heat's control. Okay. The first is 
it's more money in Milwaukee. That's simple. A lot of times it's about that. But also, he's a loyal guy, and we knew that coming into this, right? Like, that's part of his nature. And so the Heat were always going to be up against those two factors. Those two things were working against him. He's kind of a small market, loyal guy, and secondarily, it's more money there. And you put those two things together, and what the Heat are offering, which is, okay, more potential paths to a championship, perhaps better players around you, better weather, no state tax, okay, more proven organization. Those are great, great selling points. And maybe the Heat are second on his list. Like maybe the, Durant was second on their list or they, they were second on Gordon Hayward's list. Again, they kind of dodged a bullet there. Okay, but they've been second on a lot of lists, but sometimes the team that you're that is first just has inherent advantages and it doesn't mess like the horseshoes and hand grenades. Like you can be this close, but you still don't get the guy. Okay. And I'm not saying that's the wrong path. You take a shot. You always take the shot, but that may just be what ends up happening here. If that makes no, sense. No, no. Yeah. I, and that's what I've been trying. That's what I've been trying to say is it's, it's uh, like the heater in a good position. Like they can ride this out. And yes, there are going to be some fans out there that because they didn't make a big, they, they like, let's say they ride out this core group for the next two years. There are going to be fans that get, you know, even if they make Eastern Conference finals in a, a, another finals appearance, and if they don't win another title, there's going to be fans that are upset. Riley's washed. He's asleep at the wheel, blah, 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 dumbasses, right? But if they if they're able if they're able to be competitive with this core for the next few years, it's a win in my book, right? Well, and the other part is this: like they just watch and see how good these guys are, and you're gonna know pretty quickly if Hero and Robinson shouldn't be packaged for a player or if they need to go all in. So that's where, uh, you know, like from a perspective of between now and Christmas, do I see them making a move for anybody? No, I think that they of is to go into the season with this team you see what you have you see who develops uh it's kind of out of their control too when you talk about Giannis and, and maybe him just wanting to stay in Milwaukee and they can't control that they also maybe thought that the bam leap that just took place was going to happen a year later and the whole mm-hmm. extension conversation wasn't going to be a big factor now that yeah. that that it yeah. would have been more natural to push it off by a year but he played so damn well that that obviously was accelerated so that's another thing that it's a good problem to have but it is something that i think changed a little bit of the the calculation yeah i i think that the bubble created a lot of good problems to have honestly i i, th- I think it did in a lot of different ways i think it took them some different directions that they really weren't anticipating when they went in there. If you go in there and follow the three and, and three and five wasn't really fair. Cause that last game against Indiana was, a you know, they were, that was a giveaway game. But if you go in there and go four and four in the bubble and lost in the second round to Milwaukee in five games, these are very different conversations. And the fact that you beat the bucks, the fact that you got to the next round and then, you know, again, maybe that stoked something in, in Giannis to want to stay. I mean, we all assumed it made him want to leave. Maybe it was like, okay, I got more, I got unfinished business here. Okay. And I, every personality is different. Not everybody is LeBron. And I think sometimes I'm at fault for this is that I've done a lot of comparing of the Giannis situation to the first LeBron situation. And maybe I have as someone who knew LeBron pretty damn well, but doesn't know Giannis as well. Maybe I have kind of, I don't know, put personality traits on Giannis 
that LeBron has that Giannis doesn't have. And I, they're very different, right? Well, um, Ethan, and so, don't, feel, don't feel guilty. This is the toy department of human affairs as Pat Riley calls it. So it's not that, that serious. No, no, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying, I'm, I'm trying, I think we all need to kind of look at this situation. If it doesn't, is it doesn't work out and say, okay, did we misread it? Or just was, was this all sort of destined to happen? And this was just hopeful. And I think in some ways it's probably a little bit of both. All you right. want me to do like a Stephen A thing where I just like completely destroy Giannis? Like he has no fortitude. He doesn't want to win. He has he doesn't have a championship mentality. Michael Jordan would have never accepted the mediocrity of the mediocrity of the Milwaukee Bucks. Coach Bud, whatever his name is, he's a loser. At I mean, the end of me? the day, the fact at the, the end matter. of the day, the fact of the matter is he has flagrantly failed to bring a championship to the city of Milwaukee. I'm sorry. Was that what you wanted? Super That's hot perfect. Take? Check out our sponsors again. Go to safecubbies.com, onecalllegal.com. If you've had a car accident, you break Mention five reasons, get 15% off everything. At the end of the day, we'll be back tomorrow. Pat Riley has failed Miami. He has failed the Miami Heat fans. He has failed Heat Twitter by not bringing a third superstar to help out them boys, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.